Nail or Beauty School was just the beginning, right? What on earth do you do now? Welcome to the Salon Success Podcast with Monaco Nail Academy. Our topics stretch beyond nails and into all things salon related, business, marketing and social media, and at very least hits you with real honest stories about our experiences. This isn't school, this is real life, real business and really freaking hard work. The Salon Success Podcast is recorded live on Mondays at 5pm New Zealand time via facebook.com forward slash Monaco Nail Academy and available on Spotify and Google Playlists. Before we get started, wherever you are, thumbs up, tag a friend in the comments and hit that share button and support small business. Hello, everybody. Um, if you can hear us, we would love you to just let us know. Um, we are happy to see you here today. I'm with Rochelle here this this afternoon. We've just had our day one of our new cycle of students and it was really fun. And I learned something last week um, from something that um, Penny was going through with a coach. And so we were just, and I loved it. And I just think, oh, thanks, Jana. Hey, Jana. Oh, Jana, I always keep, I'm sorry. Um, and so I was really interested in it and it made me feel great about a few things and so I just thought it would be really interesting to go through them today um, and it can relate to me and Rochelle starting our new jobs th these last couple of months it can relate to you starting a new salon it can relate if you are just starting off your training with us here at Monaco Nail Academy and um, hopefully help you understand the learning process a bit better. So we're going to start off by talking about our first step. Um, so our first step, if we imagine a set of steps, and there's five of them. So when we get onto our first step, we are unconsciously unskilled. Now, what we mean by unconsciously unskilled is that I, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, you don't. If you don't know about the nail industry and you don't know how to do nails, then you don't know what you don't know, and you're not bothered by it, and it's not in your mind because you don't know about it. You don't know anything. You're unconsciously unskilled. So, I guess I'm trying it's to basically not your fault that you don't know anything about nail health. Yeah, like, that's okay. Not everybody in the world wants to know about that. Um, it might be that you know about nails, like where you would go to get them done, but you don't know anything about the industry and you don't know anything about the application and the practical side of things. Um, you don't know that they shouldn't be cutting cuticles. You don't know that they should be disinfecting and not reusing files. You Yes. yes. You don't know. You may know about nails and you may get your nails done, but you don't know anything about how to do them the health of them, why it's important. Yeah, so you are unconsciously unskilled, unbothered, it's unimportant, nobody cares, it's okay to be on this step. I am unconsciously unskilled in a lot of things right now. <laughs> like my job, no jokes. <laughs> I'm unconsciously unskilled in Building. Mechanics. Yeah, yep. mechanics. Building mechanics, yep. I know that stuff happens. It's magic. I don't know how it happens. Yeah. So what do you think we need to move ourselves on to the next step, Rochelle? 
um, you need to know about the world that you're going into, I guess. So like, if you, for example, with Monaco, you know about, you get your nails done and then you're like, oh, this, I could totally do this for a job. This looks easy. Um, and then you turn, like, I don't know, you open Theory of Nails or you start Googling nail courses and you're like, what's putty? What's and then wash? all of a sudden <laughs> you become consciously. consciously unskilled. So when we're consciously unskilled, um, we know what we don't know and we want to know more um, we might not want to know more um i think i'm consciously unskilled about the teaching industry because my husband's a principal and so i know what i don't know but i still don't care <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's like okay so like i can relate that to my dad and my brother's job so my brother works on cranes um, oil rigs and so I know that happens yeah and he tells me stuff and I'm like yeah I don't care like yeah not my, thing. And my dad's a landscaper and he lays lawns and all that good stuff and I'm I guess I'm like in between consciously unskilled and the next step which we'll talk about soon um yeah. because I've helped him out but I don't care why we do the steps the way we do them yeah it doesn't like interest you doesn't know well I think <laughs> that the word consciously when you become conscious of it is when you start to care yeah so when you start to, so I guess that when we're talking about the teaching profession and the oil rigs and the landscaping, maybe we're still in that unconsciously unskilled because we're not dumb and we know these things are out there and we know these jobs are out there, but we don't seek after those jobs and we don't want to know more. Um, well, I guess one way of being consciously unskilled is, for example, the roles of us in Monaco. I know that on Mondays that you teach and I know that you're in charge of orders and I know that you... Um, you know, you do our orders every month, but I don't want to know how to do it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So I guess that's how we relate it to us specifically is I'm consciously unskilled because I know those things happen, but I hope that Penny never asked me to do them because I don't know how to do them. Right now. Right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm the same with a few of the, the roles. So me and um, Rochelle are sharing some of the admin that Penny has handed over to us. And some of the things Rochelle is tagged in and some of the things I'm tagged in. And because I'm taking on so much more information, I tend to leave the things Rochelle is tagged in. For now, I'm sure I'll learn them later. But that I think that's moving on to yeah, the next same. one. So for consciously unskilled, when we're consciously unskilled, we're seeking to become skilled. So I would say when your conscience has kicked in is when it starts to bother you. Yeah. Would you say that's yeah, when you I go think that works like conscious I'm kind of on that with some of your stuff. I'm like, oh, I should learn this. But then I don't and I ignore it. And then I'm like, no, oh, <laughs> should I know this? And then I feel bad. But we have <laughs> learning little videos yeah. there. You can, <laughs> let's master one skill. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, that's um, what consciously unskilled is. Some people find being consciously unskilled very frustrating. And that's what launches them into the next step. Like, I want to know this. Why wouldn't I know this? Um, this isn't good enough. I'm going to know this. Hey, Teresa. Um, so which moves us on to our next point. When we seek out training, we learn the job, we start our business, and then we become consciously skilled. So that's our third step. 
Um, if you want to write this down while we're doing it, that's great. But you're just listening, so. So when you go from step two to step, well, step, yeah, step two to step three. Yep. So from consciously unskilled to consciously skilled, that's when you learn. So you're so consciously skilled sounds awesome, but it's the hard part. So this is the big part, okay? So consciously skilled is where we're learning the job. But we're learning the job and every single step of that job that we do and every single nail that we do and every single um, post that we do to promote our business is so carefully done. We are so conscious about each and every single step. This is the hard part. It sounds like the good part, but it's the hard part. Yeah. Me and Rochelle right now, and I would say for me as well, in nails, we are both still consciously skilled. Yeah. Even though I'm graduated, I am still doing the filing steps exactly how everybody taught me. I'm still going through in my head. I haven't, you know, I don't really veer off and, you know, they say, learn the rules like a pro so that you can break them like an artist. I'm not an artist yet, okay? I'm not breaking the rules. I'm still going. I'm still doing all the steps because I am still consciously skilled in the nail tech industry. But also um, with mine and Rochelle's jobs right now, we're definitely consciously skilled right now and we are going through every single step. And missing a few minutes. Slowly and as fastly as we can. Missing steps because... We're trying so hard and concentrating on so things and our brains are going to explode. But, um, yeah. So this is the part where I wanted to delve a bit deeper into this part because this is the part where I feel we get like really down on ourselves because we're just like, well, I've, I've trained. I should know this stuff. Yeah. Like I, within three weeks, these girls who have just started today, Hi, if you're watching, I told you to watch. Hi. <laughs> um, the girls that have just started today, in three weeks, technically they know everything, but it doesn't mean they know. They know everything. And it doesn't mean that they don't need to keep practicing and going over and over and over steps. Me and Rochelle have technically been taught our jobs, apart from the teaching part so far, right? <laughs> our admin side of the job, we have been taught everything, but we are still very much in this consciously skilled, on this consciously skilled step, trying to make it to the next step. But I feel like this is the important step and this is where we, I guess, so we're learning, but we can't skip this step because we can't get to the next step, which I will reveal in in a moment. We can't get to this step until we have learned these things, until we have been conscious about every single step. Uh, yeah. Every single It's kinda of like doing a job polish. Most most people, majority of people are pretty like pretty good at job polish, right? Mm-hmm. I I probably still think about it some like a little bit. I'll be like, Oh, did I top coat that? Yeah. Did I cure that? Should I wipe this? Like sometimes. Yeah. But most of the time people are like, Oh yeah, okay, I'm I'm definitely at the last step for a gel polish. But then for acrylic or, or sorry, for liquid and powder or dipping or hard gel or putty, um, you're definitely still on this step because you're like, okay, what, what, what's my next step? Which one do I go next? 
I still, for dipping, I have quite yes, a few dipping, dipping I was just about to say I that. I still pull out my phone and look at my, my steps I, on my um, phone. My, my clients love it because they can go ahead and like read it with me. And they're like, show, you didn't wait 20 yeah. seconds for the activator. And yeah. I'll be like, it's fine. Like, my, um, <laughs> we actually have for the students, like on a ring um, thing, we've laminated each and every single service they will learn. And that is a thick thing, okay? Um, and I've put it out in front of them today and it goes through all the steps. And when I first did dipping, they didn't have one of these laminated sheets. And I literally wrote out the steps and then stuck it along my desk where she couldn't see. But I was like this the whole time, like looking <laughs> at the desk. Like, okay, now it's wait 20 seconds. Okay, now it's dry wipe. Okay, now it's activate. Okay, now it's wait 60 seconds. And at the time, like, I felt like a complete doofus, <laughs> but I would have felt like even more of a doofus if I'd just winged it and she'd gone away and ended up with crap mouse. Yeah. And case and point, um, <laughs> I did my dipping training on a day where I'd actually done my e-file training earlier in the day, and I was, like, 30 weeks pregnant. My head was exploding after e-file training, and then I went straight into the night class for dipping, and I missed a step. Even on my handouts, for some reason I didn't look at my handouts, and that's not like me, I look at my handouts. And I was just like, my top coat is not curing, and it's constantly sticky, and so what I would have to do is um, I would just have to make everything, I would just have to buff everything to matte, because my top coat just was going wrong every time. And then... I asked somebody to go through the steps with me one day when I was up for a play date and um, and I'd literally missed out an activator step. Mm -hmm. So you've got like two activator steps and I literally missed out the last activator step. I bet you've never missed that one cut. now though. No. Never and, ever. And my dip nails are so much better now <laughs> just for one step. <laughs> so like I'm still very much in that consciously skilled. Yeah. Area. Oh, that's a really good quote, Teresa, if you bring up her quote. So, Teresa. She's said, um, has said, Michelangelo famously quoted, I'm still learning. That's, yeah. definitely, that's definitely true. And Teresa has said, education yeah. never stops. Yeah, and sure. that's totally true too. And we're going to get to that as well because yeah. the last step is somewhere you don't really want to be. Um we should be as business owners um, upskilling all yeah. the time. Like if we can't, if there's nothing more to learn in our industry, learn something else about marketing. If you, there's nothing more to learn about marketing, learn about, I was just talking to the girls today about luxury treatments. I really want to go and learn about essential oils and how I can use them with my clients and how it can become like a bit of a menu. Like they come in and they tell me how they're feeling and we go through the oils and, they tell me what oil they want me to use in the diffuser my mom or in their scrub. Yeah. So my mum's just on that. So she's been a beauty cool. therapist for 15 plus years. Um, and then she decided that she got sick of the chemicals, um, made her own skincare range, and went and studied essential oils. And, yeah, it's really helped her business. Oh, we'll have to get her in one day. Yeah. Oh, fun. yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. I won't be here, though. Cause... <laughs> what? No. It's just... You yeah. won't, wouldn't gel well with her on a podcast? Oh, no, we're just, we're just fine. <laughs> just for your sake. Let's get our mums on. <laughs> Everybody join into that one. That'll be fun. No, yeah, I, I would. Love you if you're watching mine. <laughs> I wouldn't do a podcast. <laughs> um, 
Thanks for those girls. Yeah, that's good. So, um, Yana and Teresa, have you both have you both graduated yet? No, it hasn't. Yana was with me in October last year. Yeah. So you've both learned everything, yeah. but not graduated. Has Teresa? I'm not sure. I if think she's Teresa's graduated. doing half of it online. Is that right, Teresa? So Teresa and Yana are very much in this stage right now. Like I'm in the stage, I'm I'm on this step for two things, for this new job and for um, being an Altec. So consciously skilled kind of sounds like a good thing. And when I first heard this concept, I was like, oh, yeah, consciously skilled. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, it's the hard stuff. That's the hard <laughs> step. And it's the biggest step and it's the tallest step. And it's like step number 101393 on the Hakaramatas where you don't want to go anymore, but you've got to get up this step. And which leads us to the next step, which is the peak, where we become unconsciously skilled, which is... Penny, basically. Penny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in regards to the tech world. So I'm I'm very firmly on this step for the job I'm leaving. So I've been in logistics for 10 years. Um, I do stuff without thinking. I fix things without thinking. Um, I teach people without thinking. It's very much like the back of my hand kind of role. Yeah. So it is extremely hard for me to, to go back, um, especially when I was on um, step two, consciously unskilled when I knew about the world but didn't know everything like know what yeah. I needed to know um so this has been a huge learning curve for me um in the last year or so so you were on you were like home and hosed yeah up on that island. but I was also bored I think it's really important yeah. to know that I was also very bored I wasn't challenged in my job so I'm yeah still, okay yeah, like I'm way more challenged in nails because people were like oh you're gonna get bored like you know the whole beauty is for you know, high school dropouts and blonde bimbos and stuff. You know, that kind of stigma that we have? It's not. It's incredibly oh, hard. Oh, it's not. Um, if you guys are watching and you've trained at Monaco, you'll know that we have to learn about chemistry. We need to learn about health. We need to make sure that everything's disinfected. Um, we need to know the importance of why. Um, and so... The structure, there's art. Yeah, there's, there's all sorts of things. Oh, there's reasons behind why things are failing. There's, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's so much. So how? Um, so you were up on this step. Yeah, you were sure. at the peak, looking at the view, and then you thought to yourself, "Oh, hang on, I like that step. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to hop down there. This will be easy." So you wanted that because <laughs> the top of the peak for that for you was happiness. Yeah, pretty much. So this peak that you're looking at right here, you couldn't see any further. Is that yeah, what you're basically. saying? Yeah. So in the job. I don't really understand your current job. Yeah. Not so is there do. is there a glass ceiling or is there can you go further and you just didn't want to or had you reached that? Um, you can go further. So what you can do, um, for those that don't, are watching and don't already know, um, my current role is um, a logistics tech in the Air Force. And you can go further, and but it's starting another staircase. So for me, I just didn't want to. I wasn't interested. I'd reached the point that... I didn't like the view anymore, I guess. Yeah. And you were looking at the consciously unskilled next staircase and you didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> but you looked at the consciously unskilled staircase over there and you liked it. Yeah, pretty much. And That's you jumped much on that staircase. Okay. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, should I go back to my old staircase? 
I love the male industry and I love this job. But that's like that's so true. When you're on that consciously skilled step, it's so hard. It's so hard, and you think like, "Am I dumb?" Like (laughs) I thought I was like I told Penny I was this, 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 and now I'm like. Um, yeah, but sure. every time I do the steps, it gets easier. And every time I do a set of nails, I get better. And um, so, yeah, I think that what I wanted to get across to you girls today on the podcast is on that consciously skilled step is not to be so hard on yourselves and to know that that usually is the biggest step and the hardest step and the step that makes you want to turn around and go back because your legs hurt and um or your brain hurts yeah 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 um so on the unconsciously skilled step that's where we everybody likes to be and it's okay to sit there for a while right so lots of people are unconsciously skilled about lots of things i'm unconsciously skilled um i was just talking to penny about this last week in motherhood yeah like i I watched a TV program the other day and they were like older people trying to cook for their families because they were having like meetups and they were all like stressed because they were like, how do I cook for six people? I'm like, I cook for six people every flipping day. Like, yeah, see, that would extra guests to dinner don't bother me. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I'll just chuck a few more potatoes. Like I can stretch meals. I can put on a feast. It's easy to me. It doesn't stress me out. But I remember the day it used to stress me out. I remember when me and Hayden were first married and we would have people over from church. And I'm like, how do I double all this recipe? How do I make sure everybody's got enough food? How am I going to make dessert at the same time as making dinner so that dessert is ready for when dinner's finished being eaten? Like, it's hard. But now I'm like, oh, see, so I'm, old and they don't even know how to do that. See, I'm definitely on step two when it comes to cooking. My husband cooks in our house. I don't cook. I have to follow a recipe step by step by step. Like, you know, measure out the oil. That's how, that's my world when it comes to cooking. Like, not, no. My <laughs> my husband is on the con- consciously skilled part oh, of yeah. this, the cooking steps right now. And um, I think my husband thinks I'm hard on him. But, like, <laughs> when he cooks, it's simple stuff. Yeah. And, like, when he cooks spaghetti bolognese, I don't really like his spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> <laughs> He's not watching. But it's like... <laughs> He just popped up in the corner of my screen. And so it made me feel like he's watching me. But like, okay, so I love him. Please forgive me if you watch this. When he cooks spaghetti bolognese, he doesn't really break up the mince properly. And it's a little bit watery. So he doesn't do the extra steps that you do because they're not on the recipe. Yeah. But I don't have a recipe. But like he needs to go onto Google and find the recipe. And but it's like different every time. And so I don't complain to him of that because I know that the reason I'm really good at cooking, I'm really good at cooking. <laughs> I know the reason I'm really good at cooking spaghetti bolognese now is because I've done it 50 million times and I am now on the unconsciously skilled thing in so much that I can happily not have all the ingredients and I can substitute with other things and it will still be really good. <laughs> See, I'm unconsciously skilled for making toast. Yeah, that's awesome. Well done. Everybody needs that skill. Or making a cup of tea. I make a mean cup of tea. Yeah, not I. And 
I am on the consciously skilled spot for making a cup of tea because I don't drink tea oh. and coffee. And so when people ask me for a tea, I'm like, how long do I leave it in? How much milk do you want? Um, sugar? What do you do with the sugar? What, Teresa's cooking spaghetti yes. bolognese right now. I'm Teresa, Teresa, the trick is to add a cup of milk Ooh, like 10 minutes before you're done and it makes it all creamy and it'll like it'll reduce down but that's what makes it like really velvety and creamy so once you've done your recipe then you pour a cup of milk in and then it sort of reduces down for about five minutes and simmers and that's what makes it all velvety and creamy and add, fishes, a ladies, and, and add a crap fishes. ton of beef stock <laughs> Teresa doesn't know <laughs> Teresa doesn't care Teresa is unconsciously skilled at spag bowl, I'm sure. But um, that was something that I learned, and that's when I took my spag bowl to the next level. This is turned into a cookie. So I'll just, I'll just tell Rochelle that because I feel like I'm being patronising to you now, Teresa. <laughs> stop. Yeah, stop. stop. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll, I'll teach Rochelle. Yeah, okay. How to do that? Bring it. Because my mum has tried to teach me the cooking, and it's not worked. She'll tell you that. <laughs> um, but yeah, there are definitely things that I can't cook and don't care about. Yeah. <laughs> like um, I feel like I got onto the consciously skilled area for. Um, I'm just pointing at the screen for Rochelle. Um, <laughs> the consciously skilled area for. Um, beef schnitzel and then I hopped onto the unconsciously skilled area for beef schnitzel but like uh, Rochelle did in the Air Force I don't want to be on that step anymore I don't love cooking beef schnitzel I like the taste of it but I hate the steps and yeah just don't like cooking it it's so messy, eh? yeah <laughs> so um we can sort of use these parallels in our lives to understand what we're trying to talk about here. Yeah. Um, so when, basically, when you get frustrated when you're training, just remember that that's all part of the process, and, and you're everybody goes through it, um, and you will get to the last step. Like, yeah, you just need to practice. Every time you do it, I think I heard it from you um, last week. Actually, was when you do a set, it's not one practice; it's ten practices because people have ten fingers. Unless you know they're missing them, but that's a different subject. Like I've had clients who are missing. Yeah, same. Yeah. So yeah, when you practice something, you're practicing it ten more times. Remember that, because I found that really encouraging, especially for same. the things that I don't particularly think I'm very good at. And I don't know who I heard it from. So Janelle was it you? Tony was it you? Or Cheyenne was it you? Who told me that? I'm pretty sure I learned it in Monaco. Um, yeah. I well, it could have been of course it was Monaco. It was nails. I don't think it was Penny because I never really got taught by Penny when I was training. Um, but one of you, you've changed my life. <laughs> but I love passing that on because it was so encouraging. It's just like, oh, yeah, okay. I may not be getting many models through the door but for my portfolio, but, yeah, I've practiced that ten times. And every time I do a sculpted French nail, I've practiced that once. Every time I've done a full set of sculpted French, I've practiced it ten times. Um, so it's doing the giving you the muscle memory. Muscle memory is unconsciously skilled; like it just comes naturally. I think the um, the concept that this lady used when teaching it 
um, was it's like driving a car. So when you're a baby, you're unconsciously unskilled. You get put in the car, you get taken places, you have the benefits of a car, but you don't know that one day you will be able to drive a car and you don't care that one day you'll be able to drive a car. You are unconsciously unskilled. When you are a teenager, a teenager you are consciously unskilled because you want to get places that your mum's not taking you when you want to go and she's embarrassing you when she's taking that you there. Or you're stealing the car when you're a teenager like some people and crashing it. Yeah. <laughs> so you're unconscious you're consciously unskilled. You want this skill, but you don't know how to do it. You're stealing the car, you're crashing, you're mad that you're not 16 yet and able to learn. And then you become consciously skilled. So you know the steps, you know how to drive now, but you're still conscious about every single step you do. And, and no you, one can talk to you when you're doing it because you've got to oh, think yeah. about everything, looking in the mirror, indicating. I still have to the, turn the radio down when I'm looking for someone. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did we do yeah, that? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a universal thing. Yeah, yeah. So we're consciously skilled. We're, um, we're getting places, but because people have always driven us to these places, we actually don't know how to get there, even though it's five minutes down the road. So we're becoming conscious of what we don't know. Of what we don't, well, that's consciously unskilled, but we're becoming conscious of our new steps and the fact that it's all on us now, like the onus is on us, and we need to find out places to go, which is why I think it's so good that they have restricted license and full license, because it restricts you from having passengers which is when I probably did my worst driving is when I was on my restricted and had passengers in the car illegally so yeah. and then you're unconsciously skilled when you drive somewhere like I drive to Monaco and then I'm like oh I'm here and I'm like ooh yeah, really or like you drive down the road and you're just like, I don't remember the last three k's of driving. Yeah. Like, did I fall asleep? What happened there? <laughs> you're unconsciously skilled. Um, you may it may even become a bit mundane, which would lead us. Oh no, we're going to yeah. read out Teresa. Yeah, that's totally right, Teresa. So Teresa's just said that unconsciously skilled is essentially when your brain is running on muscle memory, and that's totally right. Your arms are working on muscle memory when you're doing the filing steps. Your brain is working on muscle memory when I'm doing my new admin steps. Not yet, but there will be. Hopefully, please. Um, so, yeah, so unconsciously skilled is when your brain is running on muscle memory. It's not using your conscious power. Um, okay, which leads us to the next step, which is complacency. Being complacent. Um, so what I was saying about that is when we're unconsciously skilled, we're at the top then we want to be able to go further. Like we want to jump in a hot air balloon. Like take off. Um, so step six can be complacency, but I think we just want to touch on the dangers of getting up to that sixth step of complacency. Yeah. We want to kind of be swapping between unconsciously skilled and consciously skilled in our business and so adding still new, learning and you know adding new things like you were saying about essential oils and stuff like that. You don't yeah. want to you don't want to um, – so one thing that I've realized I've forgotten with all this week's clients or last week's clients is my hot towel. Yeah. So I yeah. became complacent and forgot to do my hot towel treatment, which is, like, everybody's favorite bit. But also maybe because, um, yeah, you're just not going through the steps. Like, yeah. like you're trying to jump onto this unconsciously skilled step, but you need to be happy on the consciously skilled step yeah. until you can master it. 
yeah, yeah. Sure. which is I you know I had a bad experience um, a few weeks ago with a nail uh, and it's the only bad experience I've like ever had um, and I missed steps and it was because I wasn't at a desk I was used to and I was nervous and so I ended up missing steps because I believed I should have been on that unconsciously skilled step but I was still on the consciously skilled step and I need to remember that it is more important to be going through the steps than to be rushing things to get things done on or time. Or to be having a conversation with your client. Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's okay, like your clients understand. You can say things like, listen, if I go quiet, I'm sorry. I always tell my clients, oh, listen, as soon as I start painting, I tend to go really quiet. You are welcome to talk to me and I'll talk back. But I like lose all all ability to make conversation because number one I love painting and so I like go into like dopey dopey state I'm like all running on endorphins and like all floppy and oh I'm painting it's so relaxing but also I'm concentrating because I'm trying not to hit the cuticle and I'm trying not to flood the laterals and so yeah I guess maybe once I become unconsciously skilled maybe I'll talk to my clients more but I do enjoy that part and just go a bit dopey. Yeah. Um, so complacency isn't where we want to be. It's like the step that leads to the great fall. Like you don't want to step onto that last step because you could fall. <laughs> you, you can still see the view from unconsciously skilled. Step on complacency and it's a bit of a wobbly step. So what we're talking about with complacency, yes, we're missing out steps. But also we're happy with where we are. And so... It's not always a bad thing to no, be happy with where you are, right? Like, but I guess what I would think we're talking about with this complacency is maybe when your clients can start seeing their complacency. Yeah. Like um, forgetting things or... Yeah, so you're forgetting things, but also I think maybe like you get to a point in your business where you've learned everything, you're unconsciously skilled, but you also want to be putting up your prices intermittently because you're worth it and you're getting faster and stuff. But if you reach a point where you've got no improvement, you're not upskilling, um, you're not offering any other services, any new knowledge, any better nail art, any better products, um, things like this. And so, and then you go, oh, well, I've been doing it for another year, so I'm going to put my prices up now. Where's the improvement? How are you going to justify that to your client? How are you going to justify your complacency? Yeah. So I really liked that. Because it was a bit of a, like an add-in, hey, the complacency, like, yeah. oh, the, and then there's complacency, we don't want to be there. So, But I find it quite interesting. So we want to be on this unconsciously skilled step, but maybe dipping our toes back onto the consciously skilled step every now and then so that this unconsciously skilled step and the view from there is so much better yeah for sure yeah i get what you mean Teresa. yeah 100 so like Teresa just said um when i was saying about losing my passion for logistics that's where the complacency comes in and you're completely right and people I'd can skip, sense... I'd skip something i'd be like oh this is how you're meant to do it but i do it this way because it's faster yeah, and people and can sense like your lack of passion. Yeah. And who wants to get their nails done with 
someone that doesn't care someone that doesn't care if you if they yeah. and like for me especially like my nail business all right we were talking about last week is called shine i want those women and what I mean by this is, you know, when you walk out of a hairdresser's and you, like, yeah. love your hair, which didn't happen last time to me. <laughs> but, like, you get a, a new hair color and you just love it and you feel so great about yourself. But then you walk out into the real world and you feel stupid because you don't want to, like, be seen with this big grin on your face <laughs> and, like, almost crying because you feel yeah. so good about yourself. And so I feel like you're shining from the inside. And that's why I call my nail business Shine. And so I don't want my clients leaving not shining. Yeah. So if I get to that complacency spot, I don't want them to walk out and be like, oh, yeah, I paid the same amount of money for the same thing. Yeah. It's getting a bit boring now. Why am I spending my money doing this? Like, I pay for the feeling. Yeah. I, yeah. One thing of mine, so today um, I had a client in my lunch break and we did glitter. And it was a new glitter and I got so excited about it. And she was like, oh, I love how excited you get about glitter. So one thing I'll know yeah. is if I'm complacent, I won't get excited about a new color or a new glitter or my clients branching out from nude to like red or something silly, you know? Yeah. So that's one thing that I need to make sure that I can stay aware of. Um, so like you with your shine, I don't really have that in my business. Um, so I need to make sure that I'm like, oh my gosh, those look amazing. You know, every time yeah. I go, I'm like taking lots of photos and I show them and I'm like, yeah. look at your hands, they look amazing. This is what cuticle oil does. Like, you just got to remember that you've got to keep that passion alive. Well, I find one of my parenting hacks is you can make a kid excited about flipping anything <laughs> if you just pretend you're excited yourself. Yeah. Like, people will say, um, like, how did you get your kids to do that? And I'm just like, I treated it, I told them it was the most, it was the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Like, like instead of my kids moping around on a Saturday because we've done um, chores, I could say something like, hey, everybody, like, guess what we're going to learn today? We're going to finally learn. You guys are big enough now to learn how to clean the toilet. <laughs> Can you believe how big you are now? Oh, my goodness. How cool is that? And then after we've done all our chores, I'm going to be so happy. And so we're going to go and get this or we're going to do this. But I find if like I start off shouting and start off mad at them, like it's just a negative experience. <laughs> so like if you can, even if sometimes it's oh, fake it to make it. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, sometimes it's fake it till you make it. Like sometimes I'm not excited about the things, but I have to be excited about things to get what I want. But do you find that you do end up excited because you're trying to convince the kids it's exciting? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Like, I, yeah, I find that all the time. Like, we'll go to sport or something, and they'll be like, I don't want to go to sport. And I'll be like, but we get an hour off work to run around outside. Yeah. And they're getting paid for this. Like, come on, guys. Yeah. And then we'll all be excited because we're like, yeah, nobody else gets an hour of work to play sport and gets paid for it. I'm like, exactly. yeah. So if you let's look go. At the like, let's have fun things. of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, looking at the positive things and um, sort of amping them up. Yeah. Like sometimes I'm, yeah, I'm just faking it. But I know that it's going to be so much more pleasant if we're all excited. That's how I make That's husband. how Teresa makes her husband do things too. Getting yeah. excited about it. And my, I'm loving all your comments today, Teresa. That's, um, my husband's love language is words of affirmation. So I need to be telling him how awesome, even though it's so frustrating because nobody claps me when I empty the friggin' bin. But like, 
<laughs> but like I have to tell him how awesome he is. And I have to tell him every time, even though I've told everybody tonight his spag bowl is average. It still feeds us. I'm still flipping excited that somebody's cooked for me. But I have to make sure I'm not putting down his spaghetti bolognese and I'm telling him how awesome he is and how loved I feel that he's just cooked a meal for us. And I know that once my spaghetti bolognese used to be watery and lumpy. And so all I know that he just needs to keep doing it to get better, but he's not going to keep doing it to get better if I'm, like, telling him how much I hate this bag bowl. I really hope he's not watching. I really want spag bowl for dinner tonight. Let's now, go Teresa. to Teresa. Then. Teresa, where are you? I know her address. Is where going. <laughs> We've got it here on our records. <laughs> we would never do that, just if I. Yeah, same. Yeah. So, yeah. We, um, yeah. I really enjoyed talking about this tonight. Yeah, um, it really, yeah, it really struck a chord with me when I watched this video of this concept and has helped me. I put it in so many different things, like in my mother-child relationship when I'm talking to the students. Like if it comes up in the next few weeks, because I have actually taught um, since I've learned this, like if it comes up in the next few weeks, I can't wait when these girls are feeling so down on themselves because they always do to show you guys like that you're just on a step and it's yeah. just part of the process and, and you, you haven't taken a step back. Yeah. And there is another step. It does get better and you do see the view soon. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, thank you for joining us tonight. Make sure before you um, disappear that you like our page or follow the podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. Um, but tonight you have been listening to Rochelle from Aphrodite, uh, Aphrodite.iris, same on Facebook Instagram. and Insta. Yep. Um, and she's got some exciting new services coming soon, which I'm excited about. Um, so go and check her out. We talked about this on the podcast last week. Aphrodite means goddess. Who wouldn't want to go there? Um, <laughs> and you have been listening to me. I am Jessie from Shine Now Design NZ. Uh, same on Instagram and Facebook. So thanks for joining us tonight. We have loved speaking with you. Thanks for all your comments and your input. And we will see you back here again next week at 5 p.m. Bye, guys. Bye.